Hey guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we're posting all of the books that we talk about in every episode. And that is just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also go check us out on Instagram and we're a little bit more interactive over there. And that is just Library Overload. Happy April. Happy April. I can't believe it's April already. It is so weird that it's April because I feel like it was just April. <sighs> Time has no meaning. Mm-mm, none whatsoever. But before we get started in today's episode, we do have some news to share. Today is going to be our second to last episode. Yes. We are very sad to say. But we are excited because we are going to be moving over to Instagram as kind of a bookstagram account. We're going to be utilizing that a lot more. So don't, don't worry. We will still be available to be sharing information and books and pictures and talking with you guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be more of a natural progression and how we feel that library overload can be most utilized. Mm-hmm. We feel like it's, it's a good place to transition over to that platform a little Mm -hmm. bit more and to to just have a you know it's a good time for this part of the library overload journey to come to an end yes but like I said we're still going to be on Instagram Um, to everybody that has been listening to us thank you so much for your support it has been so much fun doing this Yeah, we've had a blast. We've learned a lot about each other and a lot about ourselves, I think, as well through this journey. We've figured out that we are smarter than computers. Yeah, it was touch and go for a minute. It was touch and go for a minute. We'll get there, yeah. (laughs) Um, I also need to let you know that I did break the news to my mother in person. Oh, good. I was worried. No, this isn't her finding out at this moment, so... I'm very glad. I'm very yeah. glad. I hope. Um, I told Tavia <laughs> that she could send her mom audio messages talking about <laughs> books that she had read. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, but she could also follow us on Instagram. I promise we're not going away. We have a lot of fun on Bookstagram. Mm-hmm. I get so many book recommendations on Bookstagram. Mm-hmm. I'll spend an hour just looking through everybody else that we follow and what they mm-hmm. read and they're enjoying. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, giving extra um, effort towards bookstagram. Cause yeah. I feel like that's a really fun place to be right now. I agree. I was just going to say transitioning to things that happen on bookstagram on bookstagram recommendations. I know that both of us have been, it's been on our minds uh, to discuss what's been going on with rate the romance mm. so we know that there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, both of us made the decision to unfollow rate the romance and we just wanted to let you know that that's not something that we support yeah um she's just made some really bad decisions recently um 
And it's super unfortunate because we both got so many great recommendations from her, but I don't want to give someone a follow that doesn't necessarily have the kind of same values that we do. Right, doesn't align with our same opinions. But yes, um, we did just want to bring that up really briefly. We won't give them any more time, uh, any more of our time. Um, But today's episode will be a regular normal episode. We've got lots of good stuff coming your way. I would like you guys to know that I have finished two, count them, two trilogies. That's awesome. And I are they romance trilogies? No, they are not. I don't even know who you are. Fantasy trilogies coming at y'all today. I'm a you guys can't see it, but she did a karate move. I am much enthusiastic (laughs) to share. (laughs) I'm overjoyed to be chatting with you all today. Yeah, (laughs) thank you for coming here today. We're doing our Genovia wave <laughs> for when we become princesses of Genovia. Obviously. Do you want to go first with books is, or do you want me sure. to? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I read the first one that I'm going to talk about is something that I actually found because you put it on your want to read list on Goodreads. You're so welcome. I was surprised you didn't send it to me actually, but you had just put want to read and I was like, well, that sounds like me. Oh, no. What is it? Because I I may have accidentally done that when I wasn't supposed to let you see it because I was going (laughs) to save it (laughs) for a recommendation. Well, I have zero chill. So I thought that looks like something that I want to read. I realized it was on Kindle Unlimited and I read the whole series. And that is The Lost and the Chosen by Ivy Asher. Oh, my God. I don't even recognize that. (laughs) It's part of the Lost Sentinel series. And it is a reverse harem series that is four books. Yep. I was saving that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. bad. (laughs) I obviously would have thoroughly enjoyed your recommendation because I loved this series. (laughs) Regardless, it was on point. So you're welcome. I was like, why did she save that? That doesn't sound like her. That sounds like me. And I was like, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Yep. That's what I did. Yep. Well, it was phenomenal. The main character is Vena, and we meet her when she is 21. Okay. And she is a boxer-type MMA fighter-ish person. Badass. Real badass. Vena is, like, what all women aspire to be. All right. In badassery. Yeah. So, she is at the event. She basically beats the crap out of this guy. They set her up to box a guy or to fight a guy. And she basically just like wipes the floor with him. She is super strong. And then she goes outside the club and stumbles into a fight or not the club, but the outside the, this, the sporting venue. And she stumbles into a fight. The fight, however, is a bit supernatural. There are, There are things happening that defy the laws of normal. But Vena's secret is that she also has the ability to do certain things. Like, she can conjure up any weapon she wants at any point. She just conjure it up. She has advanced hearing. She has the increased stamina and strength and endurance. 
And these are all things that help her be a really good boxer slash fighter. So anyway, Venice stumbles into this fight and she's like, this looks fun. And she just jumps in. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, because, I mean. Totally opposite of what you and I were doing. Right. Do. She's just kind of bananas. Where are the authorities? Yeah, she's like, this looks amazing. I have the ability to help. I'm going to do it. Well, one thing leads to another. It turns out she is actually not human. And the people who win the fight um, kind of show her the way back into the community that she had been lost from. And these are casters, witches. Okay. So she's taken to the caster community and she's reunited with a long lost relative. And the relative's friend who's in his coven, because each there's like groups of five that form each coven. And his nephews are the boys. It's really funny because she says the term the boys is wildly misleading. These are grown men. (laughs) (laughs) But the guys that are older obviously think that they're the boys still. Sure. Um, So anyway, she bonds with the boys. And through the series, many massive things happen. But it's her coming into her powers, her coming into her own, her forming this bond and and joining a coven. And it was just really, really cool. It was a different take on caster witches, but also this just like badass female warrior and four sex or five sexy guys. So, you know, all right. Can't, can't go wrong there. Of course. Yeah. And they're all, well, the, all the sexy cool. guys are witches too. Casters. Okay. But yeah. That's really cool. Super spectacular. It's four books in the series. And you read them all? I read them all. Look at you. Fantastic. We also go on a journey. We meet werewolves. We meet vampire-type creatures. There's shifters of all kinds. Um, and basically, Vena has never met a fight that she backs down from. So she's, like, sure. gung-ho. And that's her stress release, too. Like she's I like, liked that gesture. Yeah. I I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> Tally ho it was like a Captain Planet, a timid Captain Planet. <laughs> Our powers unite? Maybe. <laughs> Love? But anyway, Vena blows off steam by fighting. And you can imagine the guys that fall in love with her hate that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're getting beaten up on purpose. And she's like, I'm winning. <laughs> Um, and so that's, it's fun. It's reverse harem, paranormal, vampire, witches. Pretty spectacular. All the things you love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Indeed, indeed. I am going to talk about this, uh, this first trilogy. Um, so the series is Imperium. The first book in it is titled Furyborn. And this is by Claire Legrand. So I've been wanting to read this one. The covers are gorgeous. That was the first thing that kind of like grabbed my attention. They're really beautiful. So this, these, this series is so cool and you would love it because it is two women in completely different times, like hundreds of years separated. That's awesome. Um, when we follow, I think her name is pronounced Riel. It's R-I-E-L-L-E. 
in my head it was real the whole time. If I swear to God, if it's wrong, like it's, it's stuck now, like I'll never change it. Um, so we follow Riel. She is a, um, she tries to save the man that she loves. He is the prince that is betrothed to someone else, but she, she sees that he is being, um, someone is trying to kill him. So in order to save him, she ends up showing the powers that she, that she has. This is a world where, um, your powers are tied to either earth, wind, fire, water. So speaking of Captain Planet, just like Captain um, Planet, I know hilarious. Uh, so her, so but the crazy thing about her powers is she can control them all. And so, of course, this terrifies everyone because there's a prophecy that says that there will be a queen of light and a queen of blood. And only those two queens would be able to control all of the powers. And so everyone is like, oh, my God, what is she, which one is she like freaking out? They're trying to figure out, should they control her, detain her? Should they, you know, let her they do whatever? Try. Right. What are you going to do? She's got all the powers. Um, so she has to endure elemental magic trial. She has to show that she is capable of handling all seven of the different elemental magics and if she fails, she'll be executed. Oh, and no pressure. So, right. And so go forward a thousand years later. And we meet a bounty hunter slash assassin. And her name is Eliana. I love Eliana. Love her so much. She's so, so awesome. Um, she lives in the kind of sort of slums of the of the town. So now, a thousand years later, there is no magic. All of the magic was defeated when when the Queen of Blood kills the King of the Kingdom, and so all magic has disappeared. So a thousand years we still, later, we don't know if that was her or not. We don't know. So. Uh, we go forward a thousand years. Eliana, um, she's just, you know, keeping her head down. She's working her her bounty hunter stuff. And her mother vanishes. She comes to find out women have just been literally vanishing out of thin air. And it's only the poorest of women. So no one is looking into this. Mm -hmm. And so Eliana is, yeah, I'm going to find my mom. Like, yeah. I'm, and so she joins up with this rebel captain. And he's like a dark, sexy, yummy man. And they go on this grand adventure. And this series is wild because you never fully know where it's going to go. I will say that this is a series where once you get to the third book, you kind of, you can tell where it's going. You can tell how it's going to end. Um, and it's sad, but it's satisfying. So, like, I want you to keep that in mind when you read this. But it is a hell of a ride. It's nice. a really great series. Awesome magic. Um, and the how you see the two women's lives, how they, how you figure out, like, why are we 
hearing like both of these women's lives like mm-hmm. where do they intersect when you finally figure that out like it's just like oh my god it's so cool awesome. um yeah it's really really neat I read all three of these books like so quickly nice. um they were just I think the awesome. first one I know for sure is on Kindle Unlimited isn't it I'm not sure I read them from the library so I don't know um <sighs> you're failing um our t- podcast is titled library overload so i utilize the library i find that kindle unlimited is a bit like a library it is um and i've certainly used a lot of kindle unlimited books this year mm-hmm. um but yes uh I, if it is awesome definitely check it out it was really good yeah awesome I have it on my to-be-read list. It sounds like something that I would enjoy. I think you would. So I'll have to definitely check that out. Make that 10,003 on my to-be-read pile. Of course, yeah. You've got plenty of time. (laughs) Well, because I'm me, I read another Reverse Harem series. Sure. It sounds like you are now in the the romance. Yeah. Now that I am out of it. Yeah, I got sucked in, and then I, I ventured over to Paranormal Reverse Harem, which I really like. I've talked about it before, um, maybe last year, I can't remember. I read a whole slew of them last year. Mm-hmm. But this one is called Gypsy Blood, and it is in the All the Pretty Monsters series. Okay. And that is by Christy Cunning. The main character's name is Violet, and she is a gypsy. And she's like an old world gypsy with magic. So that's mm. fun. And she can see ghosts. Okay. And she kind of just wanted to blend in and not be anyone pay attention to her. And she wanted nothing to be drawn attention to her at all. Because she did seem a bit like a gypsy freak. And then her mother is murdered. Mm. And while you were talking about Fury Born and the girl's mother going missing, I thought, these heroines really ought to keep better track of their mothers. Mm-hmm. So many. Heroines never have their parents. No, they lose them and get, get misplaced them all the time or they're <laughs> murdered. Like, y'all keep up with your parents better. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, her mom is murdered and she's waiting for her to come back. As a ghost, because she can see ghosts, but it doesn't happen. So she was not living with her mom at the time. She's, I think, 25 at this point. And so she moves into the really old house that her mom had moved into and started her mom was selling like um, gypsy potions, basically. And she realizes that the, the town her mom moved into is actually a supernatural community. And all of the biggest clients are the heads of the houses of four different monster families. So there is a werewolf um, group pack. There is a um, vampire coven. There is a Van Helsing family. Isn't Van Helsing just vampires? Van Helsing was the, the monster slayer. Oh, okay. He's wow, the one always... that taught... Um, the guys in Dracula, how to kill Dracula. Gotcha. Okay. And so there's the Van Helsing family. And then there's the invisible man, which is called Morpheus in this story. Okay. The Morpheus men. 
And it turns out that all of these uh, heads of the families are very hunky men. And they strike up a friendship with Violet. And it turns out that their families have all been connected for centuries since the beginning of Monsters. And learning about that connection and how it ties together and how things unfold. And then we go to try to find Violet's mom. Um, But also pretty much all of the groups of people hate each other. And so it's weird that they're falling for the same girl. Um, So it's just, it was really cool. But I loved the aspect of the gypsies. Because the gypsy magic and the old world stuff was just kind of cool. But also, like, all of the monsters. That's what she calls them, the pretty monsters. So that's why it's all the pretty monsters series. And it was just fun. I mean, I hadn't seen anything that brought in all of the original, like, monster story people mm-hmm. together. Um, that and sounds also, cool. Yeah, there's also a cool twist that you don't realize until you're further into the, I think it's the second book, about Violet. It's just really cool. But there's lots of shenanigans. It is a five-book series. One moment. It is a six book series. But they're very short books. They're like 200 and some odd pages each book. So it goes really quickly. So is the, um, are all six books like the same people or is it a different Mm -hmm. person? Okay. Yep. We follow Violet's whole story. Okay. Uh, Violet and the guys, their whole story. Because basically at first she's like, no, no. You keep your monster selves over there. Um, (laughs) And they're fighting their feelings for her because they have these, like, thousand-year-old monsters. And they're Mm -hmm. like, she's just a human girl. What in the world are we drawn to her for? Um, And then there's the fighting between the vampires and the werewolves. And, you know, the Van Helsing Slayer is there because he's the monster police. He's there to keep all the other monsters in line, essentially. Um. So it was just, it was really fun. It was different from anything that I had read previously. I loved the fact of getting the old school monsters together and writing about them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just fun. So. Sure. It's like a sexy uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I was also thinking Hotel Transylvania, where all the monsters are together. but like in I do adult... not. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> in, a, in an adult scenario. Sure, sure. Um, but the, the gypsy part of it and gypsy magic is a real thing. And it's how kind of they're all connected through gypsy magic, which is really interesting. That sounds cool. It's the origins of monsters. Nice, nice. Well... Speaking of origins, <laughs> I've got a memoir for you. What a hell of a segue that was. I know, right? It was really good. I thought so. Um, so I read Unfinished by Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Genuinely, I went into this for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, Priyanka is a good friend of Meghan Markle. Love me some royal tea. Number two. Uh, she got married to Nick Jonas, the youngest. Did she change her name? That was my question. You said it was Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Did she change her name? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I like it. Um, uh, And so, too, she married Nick Jonas. I wanted to know more about it. Um, You got 
lots of really cool information about how she met Nick, how their relationship progressed. They went from first date to engagement hella quick. Um, so that was really intriguing to read. But then also, um, so she was huge in Bollywood. Like, huge. She's done, I think, like, 200 movies for them. Like, Wasn't she Miss India at some point? Yes, she was. So the biggest issue that I had with this book was everything that's happened to her just happened. So she's 17 and her brother is pissed because she's back from her boarding school and she's come, she's moved back in. And so he's lost his room. He's pissed about it. So he tells mom, Hey, um, there's a beauty pageant going on. You should submit her. Priyanka's pretty. You should submit her. And she's like, okay, submits her. She wins, goes to compete for Miss India, wins, and then wins Miss Universe. Just her first ever foray into pageantry. And she just, boom, 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 Miss Universe. Kind of nuts. Well, then, once you win Miss India, apparently that's kind of your foray into all of the Indian movies. So she did a ton of them. Um, crazy thing though, she, um, after she won, she ended up getting really sick and the doc, she had to go and have a deviated septum fixed. Well, the doctor messed up and messed up her nose and everyone in India lost their minds because she thought they thought that she was just getting plastic surgery. Um, and so she lost movies because of it. Like this was very early on. So that was something cool that I learned. Um, But then actually her first foray into Hollywood over in America was actually music. She was a singer, dancer. I trolled YouTube after reading and like found several um, music videos. She did a song with um, Mr. Worldwide. Um, He's everywhere, I swear to God. Uh, But she's actually pretty good. She even did um, one of the, what was it, Monday Night Football songs? Um, And apparently people lost their minds because it was an Indian woman. Um, You know, brown people shouldn't be on football. What, please. Um, So people lost their minds about that. But yeah, like, it's and every every step that she took just kind of just happened. So it's kind of, it was kind of annoying. She didn't work for any of it. Dear God. Here I am working 40 hours a week. Um, But yeah, so that kind of annoyed me. But at the same time, it's like, Mm -hmm. you lucky bitch. Like, right. The first thing I remember seeing her in was Quantico. Same. And I fell in love. She's beautiful. Yeah. Major girl crush on her. Absolutely gorgeous. But yes, Quantico was her first TV show in Hollywood. Yeah, Like, she said when she came over, she was trying to break into Hollywood and acting here. Um, She got a ton of scripts. She ended up loving Quantico the most. She auditioned. She got it. Like, God. Um, But she also kind of deep dives into her family life and things like that. She's a huge daddy girl. Daddy's girl. She actually has the tattoo daddy's girl on her wrist slash hand. Um. And so, I mean, not like 
and so it's not like her life hasn't had any tragedy. Her father did pass away. Um, he ended up getting to see her um, make movies and things. So he he got to see her be successful. Awesome. Um, but then you also get to hear about her romance with Nick Jonas and kind of a little bit into their um, their lives together and talking about their wedding. Their wedding, I swear, looked so beautiful. Yeah. Um, it was so, like, extra. They had a full-on like, Indian wedding, right? Oh, at, instead of doing the traditional five days, I think they did a three-day. Um, but they did a Western ceremony and an Indian ceremony. Like, I thought my wedding was extra. No. <laughs> Their nice. wedding was ridiculous. So gorgeous. Her veil, it was, like... It was longer than Diana's. I want to say it was like a hundred feet or something. It was longer oh than Diana's. That's um, insane. But yeah, um, it was interesting. I just I didn't get anything on Meghan Markle, so I'm a little bit salty about I it. I was just ready to ask that. Did she talk about Nothing. Meghan Markle? Didn't she probably didn't want to exploit that kind of friendship because when the book came out, you know, things were. I'm sure. She's being She's a good very person. rude. <laughs> It was rude for her not to consider your feelings. Exactly. And not betraying her friend. <laughs> exactly. Well. But it was interesting. I love me a celebrity memoir. Yes. I always have. Um, so you definitely get some tea. You get some well, stuff. So that was cool. Cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, the only other thing that I just wanted to talk about real quick, and we we have talked about this book before because Susie read it, but I wanted to bring up that I recently read Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall and loved it. Um, I, I liked it, I think, a little bit more than you did. You had mm-hmm. a few issues with one of the protagonists, or with the one protagonist. Uh, my qualm was that it was only from one point of view. Mm-hmm. And I have really come to appreciate a multiple point of view scenario. It's both at the, least in romance. Yeah. Yeah. Both of the two I already talked about today, we get lots of points of views. Ooh, nice. And I love it. Uh, we get things from all different points of views. But this one is only in Luke O'Donnell's point of view. And he's like quasi-reluctantly famous. His parents were musicians that did things back like in the 80s. And he... I remember you talking about this because he works for the Dung Beetle charity, which is hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of the reasons I really thoroughly enjoyed the book because that yeah. is so weird. His coworker was hysterical too. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of an idiot. Yeah, like really. couldn't really understand sarcasm. Yeah. Um, but like in a ridiculous way, not yeah. like a Sheldon Cooper way. Right, right. Um, and so because he's quasi-famous, the paparazzi like to catch him doing bad things, and he's in a, a a thing where it kind of is just coincidence. He's really not doing anything bad, but they catch a picture of him that looks bad, and so the charity is like, yeah, we're going to drop you unless you clean up your act. So he goes to Oliver to fake date. And you loved his job title, I remember. A barrister? I do love a barrister. I think it's such a cool term. I don't know what the difference between a barrister and a lawyer is, but I I think it's really cool. I think that's just the term for lawyer. England has lawyers and barristers, so there has to be some sort of delineation. Could it be that he was um, a defense attorney? 
Maybe that's a barrister as opposed to a lawyer. Ooh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, do it. And then tell me about it. I will. Well, Oliver is basically the antithesis of Luke. He's very straight-laced, a very lawyer, barristy. Barristy? <laughs> He's barristy. My gosh. But uh, anyway, it's kind of like the odd couple in gay romance, and it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. I remember your issue was that you thought Luke made continually poor choices. He was so self-destructive. Like, just be better. Just try. But I think that he was so screwed up from his parents that it took him a while to get better. And Oliver helped him get there, and I liked it. Okay, so the difference between a lawyer and a barrister. A lawyer is anyone who can give legal advice. Barrister is a lawyer who is specialized in representing clients in court. So I guess a lawyer over here would be somewhat like a tax, um, a tax lawyer or something like that. But a barrister is someone that would actually help Represent you if you were, court. yeah, someone that would actually go to a courtroom with you. That's very confusing. The British are confusing people. Well, we come from them and we're worse, so. Yes. I mean, I love all things British. Please do not take yes. offense to this any British people out there. Sorry if I have offended you, but I'm sure I think they're all we crying. understand you guys about as much as you understand us. So, exactly. You know. But anyway, it was a, it was a fun read, and mm-hmm. it was quick. I liked it. I didn't think that he was. I mean, he was self-destructive but I didn't think he was overly self-destructive I think based on the amount of trauma his childhood did to him and then his first real relationship did to him that Mm -hmm. he progressed at a pace that made sense to me so okay I like it uh and I'm glad you enjoyed it too so that's yay gay romance okay my next one is actually one that you have talked about before um and i ended up reading now and this was so good so a curse so dark and lonely um i read the whole whole dang series yeah because it's finally out you know when i read it only the first book was out Mm -hmm. and so i obviously pulled a classic tavia and never forgot all about it right never went back and finished it yeah (laughs) so this is by bridget kimmerer And we, so just a quick synopsis. So we follow, so Prince Wren is the heir of Emberfall. He lives in kind of, I don't even know, a storybook type realm. It's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. (laughs) So he is essentially the beast, but every season he is given approximately three months to have a woman fall in love with him. And if she does, it'll stop him from turning into a beast. And if not, he turns into a beast. Calamity happens. They start all over. Everything resets for the next season. Time basically doesn't change. Exactly. At least in the kingdom of Emberfall. So we meet Harper when she is... Doing her thing in Washington, D.C. She's spectacular. Her awesome. Her response. I remember talking about that Mm -hmm. previously, but her response to what happens is like, uh, no. (laughs) And I 
So we meet Harper when she is doing her thing in Washington, D.C. All of a sudden sees this very odd looking man uh, basically kidnapping another woman. And she's like, well, like, I can't let that happen. That's that's not going to happen on my watch. Yeah. So she goes and helps. Um, No small plot point, but Harper has cerebral palsy. So she has a slight difficulty on certain days walking. So, but she fights him anyways. Well, Gray, the man that is kidnapping said woman, ends up dropping her, grabbing Harper, and all of a sudden, Harper finds herself in a storybook land called mm-hmm. Emberfall. This series, again, it's a trilogy. It's called the Curse Breakers series, is super cool. So, in the first book, we just get Harper and Ren's perspective. In book two, we add in Gray's perspective. Um, he, I believe you had an issue with this, didn't you? Only slightly. Um, but that was in the third book. I don't like change. <laughs> so when I get used... Shocking! I know. When I get used to certain characters, all of a sudden in the third book, we had a fourth person's perspective. And I was like, no. I don't know who you are. I'm not interested in your story. Please go. <laughs> like, and I promptly, <laughs> yeah, I promptly reminded her about Manon that didn't show up until like the fifth book in the Throne of Glass series. And, and I was Susie mad at her too. Now has a tattoo of her character's stuff on her arm. Yeah. Um, I didn't say I didn't get used to change. I just said. That I don't like it. Initially, I did get used to it. Um, so the series was so, so cool. Um, each book starts promptly once the next book ends. So there's no gap. You're not missing information. Really, really cool. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this series. Um, I was I really sad back. when it ended. Yes, you do. It's so good. The list of things I need to go back and read is some. Uh... It it overwhelms me how many how many series you need to finish, but yeah. it was really good. I highly recommend it. It was such a fun YA fantasy. Yeah. We've got um, we've got magic, we've got beasts, monsters, we've got witches. Like it's just oh, all the things. I wish you guys so could have good. seen her movements when she said monsters. It was spectacular. <laughs> she did like a a tiger. Like I did the monster match. <laughs> It was really spectacular. <laughs> Maybe um, I'll make myself a sticker chart for the books that I need to finish. Give yourself stickers! I have honestly thought about... I bought a cheap desk when um, it, it finally seemed like I was going to be staying at home and working for, you know, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've honestly thought about buying just cute stickers and putting them on my desk and making <laughs> it look cuter. Nice. Because it's, it's not as exciting as I wish it would be. But yeah, you should do a sticker chart. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> do it. But yeah, that's all the books we've got for y'all this week. Yeah. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, next week will be the final episode of Library Overload. But again, we'll be on Instagram. We will be I, on Instagram. I promise, promise, we will still be giving you guys our favorite books i promise at even just myself i will still do 
my book Oscars every year. It's my yeah. favorite thing. Um, Tavia and I are trying to figure out how, but we plan on trying to do our annual May um, book recommendations for mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue. We're working uh, uh, out some kinks and possible read-alongs. We are trying to team up with Caitlin and do a really massive read-along. Once we get it all hammered out, which I hope we do this week, we'll tell you guys about it next week. If not, follow us on Instagram. We'll be announcing it there. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about the transition. Yeah. I'm excited about the possibilities that it opens up. And yes, and I just think that it's going to be a really good move for us. I agree. I'm excited about it. I'm a little sad, um, yeah. but I'm excited about it. We've been on a crazy journey that, like I said earlier, has brought the two of us closer together. But I also think we've kind of a bit discovered more about ourselves in the process as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've definitely read things that I probably wouldn't have picked mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. If only just for the fact that our first couple of years we did like really regimented episodes. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of times where I was like, Whoa, I've never read anything like this. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have to read three of them. Yeah. Um, So that definitely opened up a lot of avenues for us reading wise. So that was really cool. I'd also like to continue doing buddy reads and talk about them on the Instagram as well. Otherwise I'll never get you to read the last lecture, which I really want you to read. Why? Cause I think it's going to be a good book. Why can't you just read it? Because I want you to read it with me. Because it's going to be really sad. And I need you to share in my pain. Okay, if I do that, you have to read Lord of the Rings with me. Okay, I I own them all already. That's not a big sell. Yeah, but you didn't really love The Hobbit. I liked The Hobbit. I thought it was, I don't know. It was fine. I got mad at The Hobbit movies when they took one book and made three movies a tiny book yeah tiny like book 95 percent of the things in the movies are made up plot points <laughs> like, it's real dumb like i remember hearing about it and i was like um i read this book when i was 10 mm-hmm. um there's no way there's enough crap in there for three massive movies mm-hmm. yeah i loved so the movies stupid. i just don't think they shared a lot in common with the book it would be another uh adaptation that is 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 just a movie speaking of adaptations oh my gosh so much book to tv stuff has been happening recently (laughs) we've been speculating over casting and we cannot come to a consensus Mm -mm. which is shocking Um, no one but uh her court of thorns and roses series has been picked up by hulu they're currently working on um, the first episode. The um, Is it the creator or the director of... Crap, what is the name Outlander. of that show? Thank you. Outlander. I don't know. Caitlin shared that tidbit of information with us. It's either the creator or the director of Outlander is working with Sarah on um, the, the... It's not a screenplay. What is it? I don't even know what it's called. This is the script, the story. Script, screenplay. I thought was like movies and plays. A script is for a show. No script. Thank you. You helped, anyways. Bless okay. you. Um. So yes, lost my freaking mind when I yeah. saw that. 
Like I sent it to you on Instagram, but you had already seen it. Like we probably saw it around the same time. Probably. Um, lost my freaking mind. I was Marco Poloing Tavia and Caitlin all the damn day, talking about like who we need to cast for this. Like, I don't know who should play Feyre, and so I'm just like, please be good. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, there's some discussion about it in the online community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pe- I think people are really nervous, and so they're being a, a smidge negative, which yeah. is rude. Give it a shot. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not what they did to Shadowhunters, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm feeling good about the fact that Sarah has a hand in it, um, mm-hmm. that the creator or director of Out- uh, of Outlander, because that was a phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. adaptation, at least yeah, the first se- series. I've only read the first book, so I only watched the first uh, season. Um, but yeah, Outlander's phenomenal. They also dropped a huge trailer for the Grishaverse Yes. Uh, TV show. And is that going to be on Netflix? Netflix? I don't know. I am 89% certain it's Netflix. Where did you come up with that number? Uh, you know, it changes. Okay. I just, whatever number pops into my head, but isn't quite 100 because I don't want to, like, lie. Okay. Pretty sure it's Netflix, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that trailer dropped. It looks awesome. It makes me want to pick up Six of Crows. Because um, mm-hmm. I've only read that first right, trilogy, me too. right? Um, and I've heard that the second, the it, I think it's just a duology. The second one, um, Six of Crows. I'm pretty sure it's just a duology. Um, I've heard that's even better, um, and that makes me excited. But yes, lots of bookish news this past week. I've oh. been mega excited about. Me too. Much excite. All the excitement. Okay, we will be back with you guys next week. Um, our last episode. Follow us on Instagram. Promise you will still hear our voices and see what we're reading. And we'll be sharing more stuff there. Yep. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.